Welcome to the Sobre Mesa podcast. Today is our year in review 2022. And today with me, I have Owen Gilmartin, as always. How are you doing, Owen? Hey, Alan. Good, good. Yeah, I'm back in Dublin at the moment. So, yeah, it's, uh, it feels like Christmas. At least it's the weather, the weather out the window looks pretty miserable. Yeah, it's not much different here in Madrid. Oh, really? And, and we also have friend of the podcast and former guest, Joe Haslam, who is a professor of startups. I think that's the most amazing professor <laughs> title in the world at IE Business School in Madrid. Welcome to Sobre Mesa again, Joe. Thank you, Alan. It's great to be back. We call it entrepreneurship and innovation, but, you know, startups, I guess, is our bread and butter. But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, that would be a, a book for your uh, title for your future book, right? The Startup Professor. It I just sounds... I'm... <laughs> I, I I mean, I've been called the scale-up professor in the past, ah, but I'm, nice. very, I, I'm, I'm currently writing two books, but as I often joke, I'm nearer to starting a third than finishing either of the other two. So. <laughs> I can definitely agree with you there. I know how that feels. So we're starting today, well, we're going to try and cover a whole year, uh, which is obviously quite a, a big task. Um, but as we were discussing our our plans before we start recording we can kind of split the the year into two um and which was heavily focused on the strengths of the right really uh in in spanish politics uh probably continuing from uh isabel ayuso's big win in 2021 in may 2021 that was kind of a peak for the partido popular and then there was a few dramitas in the middle which we're going to discuss in a second uh and it seems to have plateaued a bit uh in recent months uh so i think i suppose the first thing to mention is the julius caesar dramatic three act play which was completely fascinating for anyone intrigued in spanish politics was the downfall of pablo casado uh within his own party knives in the back and everything Owen, do you want to give us the nitty gritty of this? Yeah, no, it's 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 hard to remember back. No, it's it seems like yeah, a long time yeah. ago. Back is, is downfall in February last year. I mean, I think the back the background to that was maybe when we think about this time last year when the the sixth wave of COVID hit the Omni, mm. Omicron wave, and the Pepe decided it was a perfect moment to call elections in in Castilla y Leon. No, um, it, this was going to be an opportunity to, you know, to have an an easy electoral victory. Um, the elections were 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 called for February. This was going to be, you know, as part of a strategy strategy to further exhaust Sanchez and 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 the left with the narrative that the you know the the left is just sort of clinging on, occupying power, but it's you know losing electoral support. And of course, that backfired in 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 the February elections. The Pepe lost their absolute majority. You know, this was an un- unnecessary election to call. Vox did very well, and there was this moment of polarization. Casado made made this like very hysterical speech in the last night, talking about sort of uh, you know narco Bolivar- mm. Bolivarianos and all this all this stuff. This great, you know, just this absolute sort of Vox esque rhetoric. And I think part the other thing that happened that week, which I think was the key moment, because as you were saying, I think the the elect the political year can be divided into two clearly defined seasons. The first six months really seemed to to favor the right. So you had the, the that last wave of the pandemic. You know, I mean, when you think back to this time last year, they were bringing in restrictions. We were, um, you had to wear masks in public spaces again. You know, even outside. Mm, you know, people. Yeah, yeah. There was people were exhausted at that point, and it, you also then had the sort of international tensions like uh, ratcheting up with uh, with the Ukraine war, and then in February, the 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 key moment for the left was going to be the passing 
the passing of the the sort of landmark labor reform and this this was the moment that could have killed the coalition now i think we forget about this now but it was part it was why why did it pass it passed only because of a, an error by one, what was his name? Not the, the, pape, the sort of comical Pepe MP. Mm. And it, it depended on, a, you know, he voted in favour of the labour reform. That, that could have brought down the government in February. Yolanda Diaz has, had said if that, if that reform hadn't passed, she probably would have just walked away from national politics. And I think yeah. we, for, we forget these moments of contingency, how, how much could have changed. And I think after after the failure in Castilla Leon, the Pepe lose the majority in an unnecessary regional election. The the complete cock up with the labor reform to kill off the coalition. The Madrid regional president Isabella used to seem to make a move against Casado, leaking leaking that he had, he and the national leadership had been involved in a, a spying campaign against against him. Yes, um, yeah. but I think one of the key moments was you had you had a protest outside the Pepe outside the Pepe headquarters. Mm. Well, only only about 3000 people. But what they chanted, and I think this was significant. One of the things they chanted was, if you don't know how to vote, go. And that was the thing. It was such a cock up. You know, they had that golden opportunity to bring down that bring down the government. And, you know, so there was these people, I think, Enrique, Enrique Juliana, the La Vanguardia um, correspondent in Madrid said, you know, these most of those 3000 people came from the Barrio de, uh, de Salamanca. These are people who who are very clear that they are not social losers. And they are outraged that they are being made to seem like political losers. They cannot stand being political losers. And so there was pressure. Pressure came against Casado. He tried to hang on. The media turned against him. He, you know, he hung for about three days, I think. And he was sort of slowly humiliated as, as all his allies w- walked away from him. And yeah, but it was, I think that moment, that was a key key moment, key moment for, for the right. You then have obviously Fijo coming in. With his his uh, discourse of moderation to move away from trying to compete with Vox, that you're going to have a statesman. But again, that was predicated on the on the idea that, in a sense, the economy was going, it was tanking, and that what the Pepe needed to be was, you know, sort of statesman like, and they would just get in because Sanchez would be, you know, just it's going to drown in in the contradictions and of the cost of living crisis. So um, I don't know, Joe, if you want to take up. Yeah, well, I, I just want to have some fun at Pablo Casado's expense. Oh yeah, well, I'm 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 all, I'm, all, <laughs> I'm all in for that. The point with Pablo Casado is, I, I you know, the starting point with Pablo Casado always is the famous Michael Kinsey joke about Al Gore, which is he was a, you know, an old person's idea of a young person. You know, he was a sort of one of these peoples that had grown up in politics, never really had a job or anything mm. like that. And and a big thing in in the PP and and the, the I guess the right in general is like. You know, as as Owen, you don't just have to, you know, uh, exercise power in terms of like, you know, making laws and stuff, but you have to sort of, you know, scare your enemies kind of thing. It's almost like the, the, the messages you send, you know, that we won't be fucked with kind of is a huge part. And that was kind of Pablo's, you know, problem from the beginning. I mean, he came up against Soraya, who was, you know, had done, you know, a lot of good work. But again, her problem was she didn't send the right messages to people. And that... Well, I, I, that I, I, problem you, as well. Yeah, I think with Soraya, yeah. you certainly can't say that she, you know, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to fuck with Soraya, no? Like she was the a master of the dark arts. 
Yeah, but that's the point, which is, but she didn't send that message. You know, the debates in which she was in, it, you know, she didn't send that message. But, but this is absolutely true. I mean, her Friday press conferences were, were you know, something that you I haven't seen with any other. She was totally on top of her brief. You know, this was, you know, power was something to be exercised and she knew what she was doing. She wasn't afraid of anyone. But, you know, sadly, like the physical limitations, she's not very tall. You know, her voice well, just, isn't kind of, you know. I think, her, I think. I think her bigger problem was she she couldn't read them like she was an old an old school Pepe, um, you know yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly. Whereas <laughs> Casado did read the moment correctly in the sense the España de los Balcones, you know, like he 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 fed into that populist moment and could well you know he could he could channel that sort of Vox esque uh, Trumpian rhetoric. Um, <laughs> But it was but then the turned. But it was then turned against him. No, he was turned. You know, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I, I used so I did him, and you yeah. know, he he ended it, it, he ended up with three thousand people outside outside the Pepe headquarters screaming traitor, etc. Yeah, it's quite fascinating that he was, you know, he was leaking stuff about Ayuso's brother, thinking this was going to be a masterful strategic move, and it ended up losing his job. You know, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you have to you have to be very careful about that kind of thing. But I think that my my thing with Casado was always that he was vulnerable. You know, there was nobody in the PP kind of afraid of him, and there was you know there was nobody kind of would would rally around him. He wasn't disliked, you know, in a in a but he wasn't he wasn't somebody that you know you felt like you you get into the trenches with if there's a problem you know mm. pablo pablo will kind of you know will deal with it that was always the thing and those kind of leaders political leaders like they work until they don't you know for when everything mm. is good people are sort of happy with that you know pablo would return will always return your phone calls and that kind of stuff but but you know it's a bit like in a sporting sense like when you go two down it's like who wants the ball and pablo was never kind of you know and that was always his problem and in a way uh, you know, it's it's it's. I mean, it's Ayuso is a different kind of leader in that you know she does give. Um, you know, she looks like she's up for the fight. You know, and in fact, yeah. she's only she's only up for the fight. You know, she's certainly <laughs> uh, not not interested in in passing legislation or anything like the. You know, the, if you look at the amount of legislation passed in Madrid, you know, it's uh, it's a bit like uh, it's it's not. I don't think it's anything at all. Actually, I may well, I, 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 some of it fell this week, right? Yeah, at one stage it was like nothing, you know. Yeah, so yeah. She's, she's it's a, well, it's really... a, it doesn't matter, no. Like, I mean, that's it. Like, you know, uh, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, I think that was it. A lot of people were saying her budget didn't pass last week, but you know, the people who vote for Ayuso aren't going to care about that. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's... she's only up for the fight, and you know, the the there's the stuff that comes out. I mean, she goes for the Bolivar stuff in El Mundo, and you know that that kind of thing. But she's always kind of. She 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 sends you know there's a famous right wing feeling uh, you know are, are are you feeling what you we're feeling kind of stuff you know that's always the way I remember Owen the piece you wrote about Maloney down in that meeting you went to in Andalusia oh, yeah. that was very much the message they were kind of sending like I don't need to say it but you know it without me saying it and mm. that's kind of what people respond to and I used to is a bit like that which is to say like you know she's strong on the right issues to be strong. Uh, and and you know the the right has always in terms of you know going back to Asner's thing about uh, you know the right the three parts of the right all coming together like the the economic liberalism the sort of the centrist kind of you know 
uh, you know, sort of like bourgeoisie in the town. And then there's sort of the the, the people on the, the kind of nasties on the right wing and the idea of keeping all of that together. And that was all based around this idea that are you thinking what we're thinking? Uh, and, and when you have to sort of say it out loud, that's when the problems occur. So that's <laughs> yeah. the kind of that's the kind of in a way, Fejo. Uh, but he doesn't like in theory. He's, he, you know, a Gallego says nothing kind of thing, but but like at the same time, he doesn't really fully communicate the kind of, you know, I'll know if something needs to be done, you won't have to tell me. And that's mm. kind of that's what the right wing would like. I mean, to where, where where do you see him now? Like eight, eight months in, he looks he looks pretty lost. I mean, I, w- I was looking at the, the Senate debate with him and Sanchez this week. Sanchez was loving it. He was, you know, oh, yeah. s- looks so comfortable. And then it, it would cut it would cut to Fijo with this sort of awkward grin on his face. He seems he's stranded. Kind, he seems stranded kind between, of like, the, between the Madrid elites. Like he, he has, you know, he has, he has to, he has to work with these people, with the Madrid media, with Ayuso, etc. But with, and, and, and with the, you know, the, the judges, etc. Like there's, the sort of power base of the Pepe is, you know, it is, it's domination of, of, of the Madrid media space and of the, of the judiciary. And so how, how, how does he square that with a sort of more more moderate profile? He was pushed yeah. into a very humiliating sort of uh, a very you know a very humiliating climb down in I think it was October, which yeah. you know which was very beneficial uh, in particular for Unidos Podemos because they were at the point of a rupture at that point. But the, of 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 backing away from an agreement uh, to renew the council the general council of the judiciary, and this was yeah. you know the deal was done, <laughs> and the the me the media and I used to put the screws to him and he backed down, and I think. Mm. It's very. He's fallen back now. Not he hasn't gone to the same rhetorical extremes of Casado, but he he is now talking. You know, it is going back to the illegitimate government. Not, well, I mean, not to the same extremes in terms of rhetorical, but it's it's what he's fallen back on as a sort of discursive strategy now. You know, he's, well, he's, uh, Casado what, tried to outvox Vox, right? And he didn't manage it. But I used to can outvox Vox, and I think that's her power. That's part of where her power is. And Fijo isn't going to go for that, is he? Yeah, well, she she has the charm. I mean, the the thing about Mandelson and all these spin doctors is that like there's two. One is the what you say in the media, and that's often a kind of a Westminster bubble kind of effect. The the other part of it yeah. is you know where are the votes? How many votes yeah. do you need to get a seat? And and like that kind of hard work, which is the second part of of kind of you know being a being a backroom operator. I I think Vico will will um. I don't think he'll change. You know, it's the fox and the hedgehog. You know, the the he knows one thing, which is to try and be moderate and, and not objectionable and hope that events play in his favor. Like, I, I mean, uh, as we said, Casado did try and amp up the rhetoric talking about ETA and, and stuff like that, and it wasn't really getting him anywhere. Um, so I think Fejo, I don't think he's going to come out and change, uh, you know, very much in terms of he, he knows one thing. I think he... In a way, um, the timing, you know, he, maybe he could have come previously. There was always this thing about, like, again, not another Gallego after Rajoy. You know, it was like, <laughs> had to be a kind of a, God, not that again, you know. But remember, Rajoy did, of course, win a huge majority. He did absolutely yeah, nothing yeah. with it, but he did do a huge majority. And there are lots of parts in Spain, you know, this is actually not just Spain, but everywhere. You're like, just like, I don't want to have political politics with my breakfast every morning. I just want some guy to run the thing and not things to fall apart. Mm. And if he can try and and present that, uh, and and you know, I mean, maybe I would always say I would always, you know, if I was the spin doctor, which is something that everyone thinks they'd be very good at until they actually try and then yeah. find out that it's much more difficult than it is. 
But, you know, you'd say, oh, Pedro Sanchez is just interested in Europe. He has his eye on the next job, you know, when this kind of stuff, you know, and then talk about the bread and butter politics of that stuff, you know. So, yeah, like Owen, as you said, Sanchez has, has kind of had a noted, notable turn, uh, mainly conservative part of the first year, right? And, you know, around foreign policy, more more orthodox, the, the, I suppose. The, 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 you know, the point with, with this is, you know, the famous Napoleon thing about wanting a lucky general and, you know, fortune, is, as as yeah. you would say in French. But, like, it, it's like Pablo is turning out to be, our, our, our Pedro is turning out to be a lucky prime minister. You know, things mm, are going. Yeah, right. yeah. Now, you, you, you make your own look, but, of course, it's all timed for the election which has to take place i think by by december uh the end of next by this time next year so in fact i think it's the 23rd of december so we've exactly a, a year to go uh before the election has to be held and the question is which is to say that you know the pp strategy at the beginning of the year was just hold on don't do anything stupid and things will work out but what's happened is that pedro seems to have made his own look and he seems to have uh, you know, managed the the kind of the post pandemic and, and the energy crisis quite well. Uh, he seems to have, uh, you know, we, there's not a peep about Catalonia, which was, you know, an issue that could, you know, I bet you if the PP were in government, we'd have Catalonia every single day in our, yeah, uh, you know, so you wouldn't need to worry about that. So whether he's lucky or whether he's good, uh, you know, he's he the the situation as well. And and as we you saw him the other day in the in the Cortez, like just just like loving it, you know, which yeah. is just totally loving it. And I don't think, you know, you go back to the great days of Susanna Diaz when he was like getting into, I'm sure Owen, a, a man of detail will know exactly what kind <laughs> of car what kind of car he drove. I think it was an Opel Corsa or something he was dri- driving around Spain in. But you know, I remember his you know, sort of fighting for his political life with Jordi Evole on Sunday night. So, you know, if you think about the distance that he's come, uh, you know, but uh, right now he, he's absolutely loving it. And I, I think even things that he maybe semi-apologized for, he's now kind of going, fuck it, you know? I, I'm like, you know, about the Falcon and about going to the summer residences and stuff like that. He's now saying, you know, like he's now much more comfortable uh, and I think that does transmit, you know, that absolutely yeah. transmits. And it's it's something like that, uh, you know, you, you usually don't associate with the left. If you look around Europe, if you look at socialist parties around Europe, you, you really do struggle to find, you know, a figure like Pedro Sanchez, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's that's it, it, one thing is, is um, you know, in fact, the parties like him are gone almost everywhere. So, you know, that's a sort of a thing that you, you would have to say that that if you are of the left, uh, you know, you look at him, which is to say that uh, he is an example that, uh, you know, the old socialist kind of movements, they, they they can they can not only get into power, but they can also be very effective when they get into power. Yeah, I mean, well, he, you know, talking about luck, he, he, I think he won 320 euro in the Christmas lottery yesterday. No, so yeah, he's, he's, he's having a very good year. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, he, I know. Well, well, the only thing is when the PP win the lottery, they seem to win thousands and thousands. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when the yeah. socialists win the lottery, they only win 320. Um, uh, what was that guy down in Castillon that kept winning the lottery? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I think the, the communists won big a couple of years ago, didn't they? Um, oh. Yeah, but I think, I think, yeah, with Sanchez it's interesting no I think again in in terms of the sort of two contrasting seasons I mean when we think back I mean there were you know he's really consolidated his majority as well because you know again you know his budget was passed with a you know a big majority whereas he couldn't get they couldn't get support for the labor reform you had the whole Pegasus spying scandal around the Catalan and and Basque leaders 
and it did look at that point as if you know his his majority was very weak etc and he has managed and you know it, it also has to, very much dependent on a scare republicana but like to sort of con- consolidate that majority and yeah he now looks very comfortable for for the last year of, of the parliament but i think you know he is he's just he, he is a lot of people in podemos say they they definitely underestimated him his ability you know his ability to hang on and survive he is a great political o- operator like i think just a very he's so agile in part because you know yeah, I mean, I guess he isn't, you have a very principled figure, someone like, you know, yeah. Je- Jeremy Corbyn or something like that. You know, there is a certain rigidity that goes with that. Whereas when you have no principles, you're you're free, you're free. And he's he's just a brilliant, in terms of seeing opportunities, He he's always, you know, I think probably last spring was open to a, to a more conservative turn if he had to go that way. But then he saw his moment, you know, after the... There was that debate within the Socialist Party. Should they be trying to attract ex-Ciudadanos voters? Should that be where they're going to... Is that their electoral key? Or was it to mobilise the left? And they have, after the disaster in Andalusia, they've turned left. The The tactic is to to mobilise the left. That's that's the key to, to winning. They've, you know, any, yeah. there's no more voters at the centre, no more ex-Ciudadanos voters that they can possibly attract at this point. And so, you know, he he's made his turn and his last... Agil- six- agility, his- though, has to be a strength in politics. You, you know, I mean, that's... Politics is the art of the possible, you know? And, and like, for people who criticise you about agility, you know, that's because that's kind of all they have, you know? Like, that's all they can throw at you and talk about. Like, you know, what did Kane say something like, when the facts change, I change my opinion. What what do you do? Yeah. Now, you, no, you, no, no, you no. Like, yeah, no. And, 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 and the, no, the biggest I admire, yeah. I admire him as a as a central politician. What I would say is his majority wouldn't exist. He he wasn't capable of actually creating this majority himself. He needed Pablo Iglesias to to actually uh, make it possible because the art it depends how you define the art of the possible. No, sometimes sometimes you need to push further to actually open up new possibilities. And in two thousand and nineteen, nobody you know you think that the elections in two thousand and nineteen took place among riots in Catalonia. Pedro Sanchez tacked right in those elections, talking about law and order. And then was forced to force because of the results to, you know, to to form a coalition with Unidos Podemos. But that his, his parliamentary majority existed first in the in the minds of Iglesias and the, and the Podemos leadership. And then only afterwards in Sanchez. And I think that's, you know, it's it's OK to talk about the art of the possible and like doing those shifts every three, six months. But some sometimes you need you do need the idea of a transformative force is that you you, you do try and push and ma- and create new possibilities. It's not just like taking what's what's on offer. And I think that's. Yeah. That is where that's where that's my that's my defense defense of a more radical left strategy anyway. Sure, but well, you know, when, whenever you have somebody who's talking about like you know the people in politics of short memories and you know the the Asnar was quite happy to do deals with all sorts of people mm, when he needed to you know yeah, and, and yeah. whether it's that what he gave the Basque in terms of their their tax policy or you know the, the deals he gave Puyol with the police with the education you know with the, like literally like so so we you know we're I'm certainly old enough to to remember all of that and and. The, the the thing about Podemos is remember Podemos we talked about the sorpasa you know the idea of like getting you know overtaking the, so they they you know they they took their time a bit in 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 trying to understand but but you know there there is a, a part that they have captured a radical voter that perhaps would have gone elsewhere or actually uh, would not have voted at all I think exactly probably yeah the, the biggest yeah. the biggest mm. the way to say that and um, 
you know, it's it's uh, there's a lot to be said for. I I don't think. I mean, you know, nothing I've ever heard, even like in behind closed doors, that that Paul is anyway sneering at Podemos. I mean, he might be no. frustrated. They might have political disagreements, but I, you know, and and you'd often have that in the. It's very much of a right wing thing to like sneer at other people. But my my sense is that you know, obviously, he'd love to be like a one party full majority. But yeah. in the sense of he is, you know, there's no real. None of the people at the top of 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 Pasoe are are kind of like they, they'll have disagreements and frustrations and they wish you know things wouldn't done but in, they they do have a partnership model I mean and the more it's attacked the more it solidifies yeah uh, and I you know no so totally is, totally you know, no I think I mean again it goes back to you know his great strength his flexibility I mean in in two thousand nineteen his pre- first preference was a coalition with 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 the center with with. Ciudadanos, no, the extreme centre, we'll call it. And Alberi Vera made the famous mistake of, you know, believing his own hype, not 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 making the deal in the summer of 2019. And that obviously, his flexibility meant even after his law and order spiel in the in the elections, he made the deal with with the left and, and with with the Catalan Basques. But yeah, no, it's true. He is he's a very flexible politician. Yeah. And I think but re- going remember, for- by the way, oh, and that was like that's a great example of of keeping to your promise it destroys your political career because of course he 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 kept his promise but he killed his career. So you know that's where flexibility mm. uh, uh, comes into it. Oh yeah, no, totally. And yeah, I mean, obviously that's that that leads on then, I guess, to our to our next point, which is, I guess, the state the state of the le- of the the left of of the socialists no i mean we we had i guess the big you know the big poll from uh, the the prisa group in 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 the start at the start of december i think it was um which which showed a sort of unite a united left under the leadership of of yolanda diaz and her sumar platform you know could could get up to sort of 57 60 mps nearly doubling the number they got in 2019 but if the, if they run separately you know the electoral system totally punishes that they would have about 35 something like that similar to what they got in 2019 so not a disaster but because the socialists are likely not to quite get to the the same heights of 2019 it puts a, a right wing majority in play, and so you know it's it's been you know it's been a, a strange year because in some in some ways a lot of their policies have been have been or some of their policies have been advanced. You know when you when we talk about the the coalition's cost of living agenda, a lot of those policies started you know as Podemos as Unidos Podemos proposals, uh, which you know which were considered impossible in June by PSOE publicly stated impossible, but by September and October had been adopted. So I think you know in in you know, yes. Yesterday again, the trans rights law was passed in the, in the parliament. The the so the socialist um, ex uh, vice president Carmen Calvo abstained. She had been the the previous equality minister. She she sat stone faced in the parliament, didn't clap as the the law was passed. So you know, there's quite a again quite a distinction between the line driven by Irene Montero and the previous equality minister. And so you can see in in terms of legislation, it's probably been a Again, two quite distinct seasons. A lot of frustration around the, around the Ukraine war, etc. In in the spring, around the uh, around the Catalan spying. But I think again, since summer, there's been a you know a real a real advance in the sort of left's agenda in terms of in terms of pushing pushing the cost of living crisis, etc. So we, we've had that at the same time we've had this awful factional warfare. Warfare. So those two things. Mm. Yeah, between and the the faction, let's face it, are two people you didn't mention, which is Yolanda Diaz and Pablo Iglesias. So that's where the war is, essentially. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yes, I mean, uh... I mean, it's 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 one you know an old world of Podemos. You know, the Quinteme world of Podemos is is effectively dying uh, slowly. Well, a lot of people would say. 
uh, in in yeah, with regional results with we're, regional we're results. Pro, we're in, no, but, I think we're in a, we're in a process of recomposition. Let's let's put exactly that exactly. The so like yeah. the old world is dying and a new one is yet to oh, be God. born. Oh, so oh, here we go. The grab sheet. But it's true. It's true. I mean, we've got two leaders on the left at the moment. You have Pablo Iglesias and 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 Irene Montero. I would say they're together in in kind of like their power base within Podemos. Uh, and they did make a lot of, of the environment that we have possible today. Oh, they yeah, made it possible. But then you've got Yolanda Diaz, who, who effectively handed the, car, the keys to the car over. But she's yet to drive. That's the problem, right? Yeah, I mean, you, can, uh, you know, you, it's the what, what did they say? The, if you're going to quote Comanche, I'm going to quote uh, Bob Dylan. You know, the, the loser now will be later to win, right? Yeah, and, I know. Yeah, and, and I think that's the point, which is to say, like Pablo Iglesias, even though he's he's decided that like being deputy prime minister was wasn't as much fun as as being a, a media <laughs> star. Uh, I mean, I mean, let me say I'm totally here for the you know I I I find it extraordinary that a guy who talks about like you know deep state and all of this kind of thing finally says, oh okay, you got the votes, then you are deputy prime minister. Congratulations. Now, what would you like to do? And he just seems to get bored and 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 like leave. If he wanted to, Pablo Iglesias could be deputy prime minister today. It was a decision he took. He could have said a mandate and all of that. But he's still, you know, very much a player in terms of setting the agenda. Uh, he mm. still has, uh, you know, Irene Montero was just yesterday retweeting him, you know, affectionately with, and well, uh, you know, he go ahead. Oh, you're you're closer to this than I am, but yeah, uh, but no, no. Uh, I mean, I th- I think I mean in, in some ways. You know, I guess that was his point. No, that he, I mean, I think he was sick of an institutional politics, and I think he he wants. There had been a lot of talk for about two years previously. He wanted to get out. No, I mean, you know, the pressure, etc. But he also there is a sense that yeah, I mean, he's he's better placed, and he, you know, his 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 strengths are better are better uh, utilized in the media. No, that you know, as a you know, he had, he he didn't have a great portfolio in in the in the um in the coalition. Yeah. He wasn't as effective, obviously, as an institutional player as Yolanda Diaz or or Ione Balara or Irene Montero. And I think proposals could have com- you can compensate for those weaknesses, Owen. You know, like the, no, the like, point is, but in some in some ways, he felt he was going, you know, he was going to be better used as more of a, you know, as a as an opinion maker outside rather than necessarily inside. I mean, I think obviously, I mean, what he's happens, an antagonist, isn't he? Yeah. he? he's someone that likes to to agitate and 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 um, yeah. you know, he. He likes but to they, he likes to poke the finger in, and you can't really do that from the inside. I mean, and no, I suppose no, this Alan, is like Alan, the... Alan, this is the Larry Summers view of politics, right? Which is to say, you you can either be outside shouting at people, and 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 nobody inside listens to you, and you don't get anything done, or you can be the inside, you know. And that was you know what. what no, but was, no, that's that's <laughs> a that's a false dichotomy. That's a cheap dichotomy. The strat- it's a double strategy. No, it, the idea was yeah. Yeah. the idea is that you. You need both. What the left lacks is is media power. In in reality, you know our our institutional power, the the, the radical left's institutional uh, weight is is greater than its its social weight in many senses. No, we don't have media institutions. We don't have you know we don't have social institutions. Though even the right, unions are are you know are, are much weaker than they were. And in a sense, the idea that he would be better used outside the institutions. Not that everyone everyone would leave is what what your polarization. But 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 Owen, what? But really that you matter, have leaders what? inside and outside, like the so that, that was so that was gonna that was gonna be my point, right? Like Pablo is more comfortable be, pointing the finger, uh, but you've got Yolanda inside building, uh, widening the space, which is the whole idea of Samara is to bring in yeah. those voters that you mentioned earlier, Joe. That you know Podemos activated these voters that probably wouldn't have voted. 
they've been deactivated and she's trying to reactivate them again yeah. by doing yeah. something that is different, which is like politics that isn't on Twitter. She's not competitive. Well, she's competitive yeah. when she needs to be. But you've still got Pablo Inglésas on the outside. But no, the no, that's not that's not a joint is... strategy, though, is it? That's that's just the way it's going at the no. moment. The key um, difference between Yolanda and, and Pablo is that for Yolanda, I, which, you know, I, I, you know, the state is something to be used in order to further your objectives. You know, course, whereas Pablo, like he's never seen a state that wasn't illegitimate in some way or another. You know, the no, state that's, is that's something. That's not true. That's not true. No, look, no, well, he's a, well, he's well, a well, great. Well, no, the like... only thing I have in my defense is the evidence. That's the only thing I have in my defense. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, uh, you have your evidence. I have mine. Like, you know, <laughs> no, I mean, I think, you know, his his idea of the state, you know, a crude Marxist idea that we all share uh, is, is, is you know, the, the state is an institutional complex with, you know, with a certain balance of power and it's trying to change the balance of power over time. Now, I think, you know, he 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 headed the left for six, seven years. And I think at that point he was exhausted. You have to remember the, la- the last year of, of his leadership. There were extreme white protesters outside his house every day, thro- literally throwing stuff at windows, etc. So, I mean, it it was a very, I think he was exhausted by the end. And he is, it is a much more comfortable role for him where he is. I think the the, the bigger issue is that the the initial idea was that you would have had these this sort of tandem leadership working working together. Yolanda, I mean, the idea was that Yolanda was going to be, I guess, a sort of um, a figure to sort of regenerate Unidos Podemos, but her idea was that the left needed a sort of, a, 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 you know, a wider overhaul in which Podemos, Podemos would have to have a sort of more, would have to accept lo- losing a certain, its centrality, you know, like it wouldn't be quite as central as before. I think the poll, the poll in December has sort of, it has put pressure on both those leaders to, to, to now, you know, to, to now negotiate. And it has also, you know, it's centered people's minds. Like, you know, this, this, this is possible. Like, you know, yeah. the left can come out of this, you know, the, the idea that the left going into coalition as a junior partner always gets burned. This type of poll sort of suggests an exit, which could be quite beneficial. And, you know, that the that the coalition will have allowed us to sort of renew our leadership. I mean, I think, you know, a lot a lot of leaders in politics, you know, don't they don't last that long. Six, seven years is a, a, enough time. I think it was the right time for him to go. But there wouldn't have been without the coalition, there wouldn't have been a Yolanda Diaz. Yolanda Diaz was a regional mm. figure. It was, you know, it's it's her management in the government that's allowed her to become come so central. So I think, hopefully, I mean, it's 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 a very complex situation. You know, the left the left isn't a very organ isn't a very organized but, space. But he's tired. Like he's tired. It's hard. I find it hard to say a man who's tired of politics seems to be on my radio every day. You know, <laughs> be, uh, not tired of po- not tired not tired of politics. Tired tired of institutional politics. Tired, well, tired of work, I guess, which is something he uh, he shares with the people on the with the Santi about. Yeah, but but like. He, he, he's, yeah, he, he's a university professor and he, he he runs you know he has his media operation I mean to be fair I think he does work like it's not yeah. he, isn't, he isn't at home at home counting his uh, yeah but there's, there's a difference between there's a difference between jewels and watts you know so he needs to one is <laughs> I think energy and the other is power you know uh but uh, anyway, that's a, you know, don't think there's even for physics jokes on this podcast. But <laughs> um, no, the, the interesting point is from a media perspective, it would suit him very nicely if Fox do get into power, right? Because then he, he's, you know, then the jokes just write themselves, you know? But I, I think there's something, I mean, we, the three of us, we disagree politically on something. So one thing we all agree is that Fox in power will, will literally c- 
cost 10 years of Spain. It will just yeah. like yeah. wreck everything. Everything becomes divisive. It will take, you know, basically like a term for everyone to hate each other and then a term to fix it. So, you know, I, I my political discussions, that like we can all agree that we don't want Vox in power and that that would not be a good thing. And and, and it, it's, it shouldn't even be a kind of... Um, it shouldn't even be a kind of a something we know what's going to happen. Like we've seen that film before and we know what's going to happen if it would just to say that they they'll just start, you know, they just poison the political well, as as has said before. Yeah, uh, but that's my that's my fear no. of, of, of public issues that it's, you know, there it, it would make for great radio and make for great, uh, you know, I, 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 th- I think that I think that po- the, the, the presuppose has focused minds and I think. There was there was a moment. It's true, you know. I do agree in that sense. There was a moment, particularly in last spring, you know, when the a month into the Ukraine war, Pedro Sanchez was, you know, you had the spying scandal. You had all these, and there was a sense, I think, within within the within the Iglesias camp that the battle had been lost, that the the right were going to get in, and so he, you know, he was operating. He was that that the left was going to lose, and how do you, so. You know, how do you position yourself in the, in those terms? I think now it's clear it's clear that there is the left the left is now competitive. It probably has you know it's it's at a it's they're very e- equally equally balanced and a strong left showing could tip tip the elections next year in favor in favor of the progressive bloc. Obviously, that's you know the right the right you know the political year has has finished of course with the sort of judicial standoff. The last week we've seen you know the constitutional courts uh, block the vote. To change um, to 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 nominate two new judges to to the court. We've seen the police, you know, the police unions meet meet in the po- the popular party's headquarters. So there, these these are the as Joe likes to say, the deep deep state fo- uh, reactionary forces that can only be strengthened if Fox and the paper get in. You have this artificial at the moment, very artificial, uh, you know, out of date mandated in the judicial the the top top of the judicial sphere. And I, I think I think Pedro Sanchez has played it quite well. I mean, I agree what you say from a kind of a constitu- if you're a constitutional lawyer and and uh, you know I understand why everyone's alarmed uh, the idea that that state that a law you pass can be made illegitimate by judges uh, on on you know very sort of flimsy basis. Uh, I, I absolutely understand why everyone's alarmed, but. I quite like the fact that, you know, Pedro Sanchez has kind of said, look, we, we, we've been trying to agree for something for ages. Uh, you just refuse to play ball. So let's just make a big scandal out of it. You know, let's just yeah. kind of, you know, let's just blow everything up and then see what happens, because we're not getting anywhere quietly behind closed doors. Uh, and, and, you know, the PP have had, uh, you know, and that they are, you know, the, the, they are very careful about this thing, like in the sense of, you know, who really makes the, who judges. I mean, that's the first thing, uh, you know, going back to my 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 days in constitutional law classes, you know, the first class is about who gets to decide, you know, even before you start to go into the decisions that we made, the first basis of anything is who gets to decide because decisions must must stick. So I, I think what he's done and, and, you know, not just, I presume he's been very well advised uh, behind the scenes is to say, okay, well, let's just make a big thing about it and it become an issue because it's not getting anywhere otherwise. And the PP seem to refuse to give this up. And whether it's because of the backlog of cases in which, you know, uh, there are PP people still on trial and, and, and that kind of being investigated, or whether it's just a, a more of a kind of a, 
a kind of a you know people going back to the Franco times and just refusing to have control. Whether it's either of those two things, uh, you know, we don't need to know. But I think that like what has happened this week will help us to get to a better place. Uh, and I think in that sense, uh, the politics of it are quite are you know I can understand why why Pedro Sanchez has kind of has decided to blow it up rather than just kind of once again let it pass. I mean, yeah. I don't think it will actually necessarily... Well, there's a chance it might not necessarily play in his favour, right? Because this is feeding into the long-term narrative that they've been setting since... Uh, has been setting it for ages, that this government is illegitimate, this government has no, um, you know, has no promise, this government is illegal, it's, it's squatting in Congress. Um, you know, it kind of... they If they can uh, re rearmor this narrative it could i personally think it could go against the left uh yeah, depending that, that... depending on how how the how the uh the explosion falls right just depending on how where the debris falls i think yeah i think those are new ideas you know these this these ideas of pedro being illegitimate you know i i i think it's it's i don't think that plays with anyone in in no. the mainstream you know and i i i so you know, as you say, it's good knockabout, but but I don't think anyone regards, uh, you know, I mean, I guess we live in times when you you have the you know people believe the strangest things out there, but uh, I I I don't think that that's that's really going to be an issue for I think everyone regards him as a legitimately elected uh, prime minister, and whatever you yeah. say I about mean... if you're if you if you let someone into the political system, and and remember the laws to be a political party in Spain are actually quite strict. I mean, it's something we all come across, I'm sure, in our lives where you know Spain is very much a country that like. Once you get into stuff, there's actually a statute somewhere that pres prescribes some diligent civil servant has written down exactly how to what being a political party means. So once you let someone into the system uh, and, and people vote for them, then you, you have to play with them. And this oligarchs, I mean, are this Bolivarian Republic? I mean, he, he made a joke about it in Congress. Yeah, during yeah. yeah no, it's, he's managing no, it's, it well, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, the, la the last six months before the election, he's, Spain is going to have the EU presidency. He's gonna he's gonna wrap himself in the EU flag. Oh, yeah, with, you know, there's gonna be summits. Oh. Macron, everybody's I, coming. I didn't realize that it's yeah. game over. Then, yeah, it's no, it's over. like if, if the only if the only thing the pay if the only thing the pay pay have is that he's illegitimate or whatever. Like you know, they don't have a chance in hell. I mean, let yeah. let's see what happens. I mean, in terms of you know, the economy is gonna like determine the elections. If if the crisis gets worse, if if um if we go into recession, unemployment, you know, starts to in increase. The election is going to be determined by, by by the economy and where we are in, in 12 months. But I, I no, I think I think the the illegitimacy line is is a bit is 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 no, is going nowhere. But, I mean, that's that's for your that's for their core supporters, though. I'm not saying that they're going to convince your average Pesori voter. That no, but we have we have, have, have to but they're going to they, they they could activate their base a bit more with this kind of rhetoric. But that's, and then that not, also that's not enough. It's not enough. Like I think you know well, no, Spain but... is not Madrid, and I think the problem the problem is at the end of the day, um, you know, we that's that's what happened in 2019. You know? like the limits of that strategy are seen in 2019. If it, yeah. they what what the, what they need is what they, you know the the right win in Spain when the left. Are demobilized, or you know, when there's a crisis, you know, Rajoy won his 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 big majority, you know, post post the Troika's intervention, etc. It's not Spain has a Spain progressive is, Spain is, social majority. Yeah, 
Exactly. I mean, I, I, Spain is two things. It has a Republican majority and it has a left majority. And if the yeah. left and the Republicans get their act together, you know, both of those things, things, things will occur. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it'll be. But uh, what about the? I mean, what effect do you think the the elections were were having? I mean, we're always talking about the general, but the regional elections, like what what effect they will happen? Because there's a number of those are going to run in this year as well. Yeah, I mean, that's for the left. It's a if the, if the left runs two lists in Madrid and places and, and you know, for example, Unidos Podemos don't make the 5% threshold, et cetera, that could be a disaster. But I think, you know, I guess for the social, the socialist big target is the, is the mayor of Barcelona. They're, they're now quite competitive there. You're going to have three or four blocks. You know, if they, you know, if they capture from Adacalao, you know, it's Adacalao, Esquerra Republicana and the socialists are all very evenly balanced. One of, you know, Adeclau, um the Comunas, the radical left linked to Podemos, have had two terms in Barcelona. I think that's going to be a key, a key battleground. If the socialists capture that, that'll give them a you know, it's a it's a very prestigious uh, city to to capture. It's hard to see, you know, it looks like Valencia, Valencia will will stay with the socialists. Madrid will stay with the Pepe. I don't know if they if if there's a big upset one way or the other, that that it will have a big impact. But at the moment, it 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 doesn't look like there's going to be major 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 um swings in 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 these communities yeah we haven't uh we haven't we we, we made brief references only to catalonia which i guess is something that the, the listeners are always very interested in certainly it's kind of what i get asked a lot in terms of when i'm back in ireland uh, people ask me about catalonia and, and i guess uh you know well how would we how would we mark our scorecards in terms of of what has happened and and, and what is to come yeah i mean it we're seeing we're seeing a sort of a certain realignment. I mean, I think we'll see how far it can go. But um, you know, Esquerra, Esquerra, and and the socialists are now cooperating in a sort of governmental alliance, both in Madrid and Barcelona. You know, the the Catalan budget was passed with the with the votes of of the socialists. And since since the right since the right wing of of the Catalan independence movement have left the government, there is now a clear you know the sort of progressive bloc is now be, now become more i guess consolidated in 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 Spain in general but also at, at least in the parliament of Catalonia i mean it's it's another thing to run you know Esquerra's big dilemma I, pre- I presume they don't want a coalition with with the socialists they're happy to work with them in terms of like a parliamentary we're not at a point where you're going to have a such a definitive realignment where you'd you'd, you'd imagine you'd have a Esquerra socialist actual coalition it's happened it's happened in the past though you know so it has not yeah pre 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 um, process Pre-process pre two thousand seventeen. Well, Esquerra are branching out as well, aren't they? I mean, they're going for the they're going for the the Scottish National Party model, right? They're just trying to they want to try and consolidate uh, as much as possible. And I think they know as well that that you know the long game and the short game are two very different things, and they're definitely playing the long game. Yeah, here. I, I I'd say I'd compliment them on doing this. You know, mm, of course, uh, yeah. I, I think it's a you know we always look for maturity in in politics and concentrating on bread and butter issues. And you know, I uh, I think that what they've done, I mean, I think a lot of it came from just the, just a bad relationship with Hunts. You know, they just got sick of Hunts looking down their nose at them and decided, uh, you know, I think that has kind of got them you know say i just don't want to be in rooms anymore with these people you know and uh but whatever however they've got there uh, uh they have um you know that this idea of saying okay let's use we're in power you know this is this idea you can say you can say what you want about negative things about spain but you're in power and you're being paid twice the salary of the prime minister to be in power so like, yeah why not 
why not actually do stuff with what you have? Uh, and uh, this the the SNP model. I mean, God, we for once to talk. Scotland is actually quite in quite an interesting moment right now. Uh, I mean, this we're not going to get into that, but in terms of uh, you know that has always been the SNP model, right? You know, govern with competently and show by governing competently that you deserve to be your an independent state rather than yeah. you know seizing seizing no, yeah. the the uh, storming the barricades. You know, and yeah. if ERC do that, I, I think you know even if you're not a supporter of independence, you can get behind the ERC and say that, you know, they're showing that they're, because I think like 85% of the budget is at the discretion of the Generalidad, you know? So it's not as if they're without power. Sure, they mm. don't have, they're not in the United Nations, like, but, you know, it's not that they're without power. So I think, uh, you know, it's like a lot of things. They have arrived in a place, perhaps not intending to set out there, but they're, they're, their lack of their bad relationship with hunts and their good relationship. Well, I think, I think, I think it was, I mean, you know, Oriel Juncker is, I think has to be given a lot of credit here. He, he recognized, you know, pretty early on from 2018 onwards that maybe the, well, yeah, the process had gone too far, too fast, etc. And only someone with his moral authority could have probably steered this gay Republicana, you know, from prison. Like he was in prison at the time. He steered them yeah. in this direction. I think he has to be given a lot of credit as a as a statesman in that sense. Uh, working working with, he had a very good relationship with Jamay Assens, Comunas MP in Madrid, and Pablo Iglesias. In a sense, those three those three leaders have, you know, their their post post two thousand seventeen strategic wager as the one that's come out come out on top you know they they converge around this you know around um a need to d- diffuse the tensions and you know have a scare republicana cooperate with the spanish left and be a governing force in catalonia and i think you know i think they have to be given you know given recognition you have the hardcore the independence movement you know still 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 demanding you know i don't know yeah you know take to the streets let's have another may 68 revolutionary moment but there's a there's a you know like like in the rest of spain there's a sort of certain social exhaustion as as you were saying at the start joe i think we're in a moment where people people want the politicians to get on with governing they don't Mm. want you know they certainly don't want another grand debate about institutional constitutional issues uh thank you very much for your time joe okay it's been a pleasure and well sobre mesa podcast will be back 2023 um where if you've got any, if you want to come on the show, then uh, drop us a line. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. Um, uh, if you've, even if you've got any ideas or just want to say hello, it's always great to hear from listeners. Okay. Um, we, should, we should call this lot two and a half Irishmen, you know? That's, that's <laughs> my, that's... Yeah, well, Alan, you have the most Irish name of a lot of us. So like, right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, fa- my famous uh, famous story is I was stood in a in a queue for a literary festival in Toledo. And my American friend was asking me, you know, is your name Scottish or Irish? And I was, oh, they originally come from Ireland. I think it was in the 16th century to Scotland. Uh, and stood behind me was the uh, the Irish ambassador who has also got the same the same surname as me. Uh, and yeah, at that time, I met the Irish ambassador. <laughs> oh, no, Sheila McGuire. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's, she's gone now. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Thank you very much for your time, Joe.